This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. There is no doubt that there has been a general emboldening of extremists in the past few years in this country. Some of the most heinous examples of this are the white supremacists who have been much more active and much more visible of late. ADL is on the front line of this battle to track and counter white supremacists. One group in particular that has been especially heinous is the Goyim Defense League, which spends most of its time attacking Jews. I've invited my colleague Carla Hill onto the show to discuss this network. She is the director of investigative research for ADL's Center on Extremism and is an expert on the GDL, as they are known. This is not Carla's first time on the show, so I will say welcome back, Carla, too, from the front lines. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me back. So what and who are the Goyam Defense League? The GDL is a nationwide network of anti-Semites. Many of them, if not most, are also white supremacists. And their main activity is distributing anti-Semitic propaganda. Participants connect online where they post about this propaganda effort. And when their propaganda gets media attention, they share that content with each other as well. Getting media attention serves, you know, as proof of their dedication to the cause. And it's also kind of a proof of concept for them that the propaganda is a great way to troll the Jewish community, which is their overarching goal. Well, so what type of propaganda is it that they peddle? Well, this year, they've mostly, their propaganda is mostly featured this title this the top starts with every single aspect of x is jewish and you know they blame jews for a range of things in this way anything from covid to gun control immigration even child grooming and pornography um and we've seen that this propaganda in this format increase year over year What's their typical way of getting their message out? They'll have their propaganda drives. It's so outraging to the communities that it really gets media attention. And the leader encourages participants to distribute the propaganda in prominent neighborhoods in the hopes that it does get that attention. So this propaganda, though, often takes the form of, uh, of leaflets or flyers that are in a community. Right. It's, it's almost always thrown in driveways. Um, occasionally they have some stickers, but they know that stickers can be considered, um, you know, damaging to property in some way. So they, they stick to the traditional throw-it-in-the-driveway methods in a bag weighted down with some sort of, it could be corn, beans, rice, anything, pebbles, that, that helps them toss it and keeps it from blowing around once it lands. And they also uh, accost Jews in public places and stream that. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of their their methods. The propaganda is the most prominent thing they do, but they also hold these tours, these anti-Semitic tours where they, you know, a number of them would gather in a location over an extended period. I mean, they've been from 10 days to 15 days where they'll go to a particular area and engage in, you know, trolling the Jewish community in some way or another. They'll they'll look up all the locations where, you know, Jews are prominent in the neighborhood or Jewish events, and they'll go and protest outside, you know, Jewish institutions. 
um, and try to, you know, upset those people and get them on camera so that they can use that content to create additional content online. During those streams, they, they're, you know, they, they, they ask is explicit, you know, donate to hate, and they share a link to monetize that activity. And, and why do they attack Jews in this way? What, what's the goal of this network? To troll or otherwise harass Jews is their complete entire <laughs> method and goal. I mean, that is it. And if they can monetize that, that's even better. So they use that and use the money to do it again next time. Um, in addition to the monetization of online, you know, all of this is video. They're wearing Go, GoPros. They even have drones where they're recording all this, their activities, and, and streaming it and monetizing that. But they're also, during those um, events, they're showing their T-shirts, their hats, all their merchandise, which they sell online which is another way they make money. And which is, of course, also anti-Semitic, all oh, the merchandise. Yes. All right, have, have you ever seen a white supremacist group like this that's so fixated on Jews? No, I mean, there are some, but they're, um, you know, anti-Semitism is not always the leading uh, ideology of a white supremacist. Uh, and some white supremacists aren't as focused on the Jewish community. Uh, you know, the traditional white supremacists, like the Klan movement, you know, they were very focused on the anti-black rhetoric, whereas this group and, and some others like Chris Denity Deherents who have uh, an anti-Semitic religion, you know, those groups are very anti-Semitic. But this group in particular, um, that is their main and only focus. Do they ever attack other groups? Yes, they do. I mean, they're also very much against the the pride community. Um, they're, they've been... And at some of the recent tours, they've also attacked anyone who's, um, you know, facilities for COVID uh, treatment or testing um, because they believe COVID is not a valid, you know, like a true threat. Um, so they're anti-mask, anti-vaccine and all that. And, and in most cases, they somehow circle back to blame the Jews for COVID in some way. Um, so it, it ultimately also turns to anti-Semitism. Um, they also claim that Jews are behind, uh, you know, the pride community. Um, so so they do twist everything to be somehow related to Jews. The, the, yeah, the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so let, let's talk about numbers. How many incidents have you tracked so far this year? So we'll start by just explaining last year, they did do propaganda distributions during two of these tours we just spoke about. They did a tour in, in Florida and a tour in, in Texas. And during those tours, they dropped banners, they spread propaganda in the neighborhoods. Um, and we counted 74 incidents in 2021. Um, so an incident, you know, is they could go to one community and distribute 200 pieces of paper we only count that as one incident so that gives you some perspective on the numbers um this year you know we're only into august now and we've already we've counted over 200 incidents and uh you know nationwide compared to 74 so it's more than double and we're not even you know just barely um you know halfway through the year wow that's a huge jump and, and what about the number of people involved how many people are we talking about who are doing this well, this is why I think it's important that ADL talk about this group. It's just to kind of put it in perspective. Um, we're talking about dozens of people, not hundreds. 
And when they put propaganda out at, at such volume, it's very disconcerting to Jews and other people in the community. Uh, and it can be one or two people, um, you know, putting out hundreds just in one area. Um, so that is, is, I think, is a real key part of this, this story. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, it's a small number of people, but there may be many, many more who follow them and give money to them. Uh, and I would say that they're certainly culpable in this as well. Sure. I mean, I think that that influence is why they keep growing. It's turned into this just very crude form of entertainment where they they go out, distribute the propaganda, create online content, say, showing their activity, you know, throwing the flyers out their window and, and talking um, to their followers about it. Then the media reports come in. They pair that with their activity, and the leader takes those and creates hours and hours of live stream media where he's collecting more money. Um, so, and this is just the work of uh, dozens, you know. So what can be done? Can law enforcement help? I think it's important for, you know, our law enforcement leaders, our community leaders, um, to speak out against these groups and say this is not representative of our community so that everyone feels you know, that this is not acceptable. Um, the, the activity in itself is, is mostly legally protected because it is free speech and it is not illegal to throw, you know, newspapers and other items in people's driveways. So often in court, that that remains the case. Um, law enforcement has charged individuals when the, the, the propaganda is used to target a single person or target a synagogue or or they trespass in some way, but it is largely legal. Largely. I, that's very, very troubling. Uh, you know, I know there's a full backgrounder on the Goyim Defense League on our website. Uh, I'll also put a link to that in the show notes that accompany the, the podcast version. Uh, with that, I will express my gratitude to my colleague, uh, Carla Hill, not only for being on the show, but of course also for the extraordinary work that you do every day in confronting the scourge of white supremacists. So thank you very much, Carla. Thanks, Scott. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.